2: Buff Nation! Let's go! Yes, Winner's Lounge! Winner's Lounge! <laughs> <Let's go. laughs> the vibes are high and mighty today here at the DMVR Bar. This is DMVR Buffs Primetime. We are presented by Illegal Pete's. Check out any of their 10 Colorado locations for happy hour, 3 to 6 p.m. every single day. Jake Schwanitz, RK, is here. And then we brought in our college basketball sicko,
0: <laughs> Will Darky,
2: to join DMVR Buffs Primetime. Hoops fans, you know his, his voice at least. Now he's on the show. Will, what is up, brother?
1: That uh, I don't know if there could be a better compliment for me than college basketball <laughs> sicko. I love it, and uh, <laughs> I'm so happy to be here. But I'm even happier that I get to be here on a uh, a winners lounge podcast. Yes, so, let's have a good one.
0: Yeah, it would have been rough if your first appearance on the live was after they lost by like 20 in the first. Yeah, round. Yeah.
1: yeah. But hey, maybe uh, maybe I'm the. The good luck.
0: Brought out the Fire Vintage shirt, too.
1: Yes, sir. Let's this go. was uh, gifted to me by some uh, some sweet friends. So
2: Love Definitely got to keep them around after this great shirt. Uh, we've mentioned it, but the Buffs beat Washington in the first round of the Pac-12 tournament, 74-68. to For you all in the comments, we will get to Coach Prime in the Pivot podcast, but this is a huge win for the Buffs, a team that's been very inconsistent all year. Tad Boyle does it again, Ryan.
0: The greatest coach in the history of the first round of the Pac-12 tournament. It might be a niche, but you take <laughs> what you can get. Uh, I did also find out today that Dana Altman has also never lost in the first round of the Pac-12 tournament. But Tad owns Dana Altman, so we'll take it. There um, you go. I mean, y- y- this is a feel-good win, I think, for this team. Uh, I think, weirdly enough, they've like dug deep and found a little something without KJ Simpson on there. I talked with you mm-hmm. yesterday, I think, when I said... There were so many possessions where they were just like, All right, KJ, you got this. And he was just like, Well, I'm tiny. Uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> so I'll try. And then, you know, a lot of like, sometimes he did just create magic because he's, you know, that talented. Other times he was just like trying to throw something up at the rim, draw a foul, and it wasn't working. Th- it feels like they're playing a little bit more team basketball now. Obviously, Julian Hammond stepping right into those shoes uh, today. But I don't know. This, I, I'm not going to say they're going to go win tomorrow. But it feels like they have like a little bit of uh, Pep a in little their step. G- magic right now,
2: yeah well, what was your biggest takeaway from today?
0: yeah,
1: i mean i I talked about it after the Utah game when that was the first game without k j and you were just you were concerned that you didn't know where it was gonna come because you needed Tristan, but outside of Tristan what was going to step up. And you had guys step up that game, and you you saw it again. Like you said, Julian Hammond, career-high 21 points, 7 of 12 shooting. Like, it was an efficient 21 points. He, he kind of took charge down the end. He had that sweet, like, spin, little fadeaway in the crunch time. And, yeah, Luke O'Brien with another double-double. It's just these role players that are stepping up again and, yeah, kind of willing the buffs to these close victories.
0: Yeah. I mean, when he hit that little fadeaway, I said, "Is that is that Julian Hammond or Tiger Campbell?" Like, that's what you know. Tigers made a whole college career out of is that little mid-range turnaround. He also had a deep three. Yep. Um, I don't know with what eight minutes left. That mm-hmm. was huge. It was. It's really cool to see. And and you, you said, without meaning to say it, the problem with this team is you said these role players are stepping up. The problem is that's a whole team of role players, and on certain nights when they have it going. That can be good. Obviously, you have Tristan and you have KJ, who you would say are your stars, and then everyone else is role players. You usually need three, and they haven't had it this year. They haven't had a third guy that you can look at and say, he's going to give it to you night in, night out. Some nights it was Luke. Some nights it was Tristan. It's like if you get two other guys to go, then you have a good chance of winning. And, you know, in the, in these last two games, it just felt like you're getting like a, a balanced effort. From everyone, you would you would have expected Tristan to you know carry the load. It's not really the case. So uh, tonight you get what you get from Tristan, but then you get Julian Hammond and you get Luke O'Brien to both have great performances, and and then you go win. Tomorrow you're gonna need more. You're gonna need yep. Tristan, Luke, Tri- uh, uh, Julian, you know maybe Ethan Wright to make a couple open threes. Like you're gonna need some magic to make it happen, but. Th- on a night-in, night-out basis, each one of these guys have showed they have the capability to be that guy. It's just that they don't have enough who can constantly be that guy.
1: The one thing that it like kind of reminds me of is when a coach gets fired and then you're on like an interim mm. coach week. Yeah, And like the players that – they had a little bump in the road that week, but they're going to all step up. They're going to maybe put 105 into this game. And that's kind of what it feels like with KJ. KJ goes down and every player looks at each other and like, all right, this is our time to step up, and that's what you're seeing. these outcomes and i i couldn't agree more that you're you're gonna need this and more tomorrow against ucla but
2: i mean Tristan da silva a nice game still not exactly healthy off that ankle but still 18 points 7 11 from the field uh he also had five assists four rebounds even when he's not at his best tristan da silva is an impact player for this team um and just having him dig deep and be able to pull out these performances uh, against Utah on Saturday, today against Washington. You're going to need it against UCLA. Uh, I guess let's talk about this UCLA matchup, because the Buffs hung in with UCLA both times this year. UCLA shot poorly in both performances, however. Are we expecting another tight one tomorrow with the Bruins? Did UCLA shoot poorly, or did the Buffs
0: play good defense? Both. (laughs) Okay. All right, well, that's what it's going to take. Yeah. What was the score on the road? Oh. Because the home game yeah, obviously right. mm-hmm. was kind of disappointing that they weren't able to pull it out. That was all the way down to the wire. Um, I don't remember the road game as well.
2: The, it was a close game and like UCLA was like over seventeen from three or something. And then had like a twelve point yeah. run late. It was they ended up kind of blowing them out. I, I do think.
0: remember it. Yeah, it was like tight through the first half and then they kind of pulled away after that. Right. right. Yeah.
1: CU so was they were up ten with like ten minutes left and then oh. just being on the road timeout happens, come back from the timeout, UCLA builds this momentum, and then they kind of lost track of it, but...
0: Oh, that was a Bill Walton
1: game. It was a Bill Walton game. <laughs> Final
2: score was 68-54 in that game. Colorado was leading late, I think, like, eight minutes left into the second half. Just fell apart. Um, I mean, we'll see, man.
0: Well, and that's that's been the issue, right, is they... I mean, truly, it's the like dark mark on the entire Tad Boyle era, is there have been so many times where that graphic that Dre and I always joke about on bets comes up and it says, Colorado, zero field goals in the last four minutes. And that's what happened in that game. They just, Mm -hmm. like, they had control, they got a little bit of pressure on them, and they started missing shots, and sometimes like, two or three missed shots turns into like, eight or nine, and they're they're forcing, and that's when you see KJ like, wildly driving to the rim because he's just trying to create something for this team. Um, So that's the other thing tomorrow, is like, You can't have that. You can't have those long dry spells. And they had one today, too. Uh, They were in control of this game until they kind of had that. So if they're going to win tomorrow, which would be a massive upset, I'm assuming they will be double-digit dogs. Uh, It's going to take a a full-team offensive and defensive effort where you're just not having those long dry spells.
2: Yeah, and we kind of saw the chinks in the armor today. I mean, in the first half, the Buffs only shot – 34% 34% they've had still double-digit turnovers in this game. Uh, they just pulled it out late. Luke O'Brien, though, I mean, another double-double for him. He's really come on of late, especially as he's been inserted into the starting lineup. Uh, being more than just a bench role player, this guy is coming in and contributing from start to finish in these games. 32 minutes today. Um, also had two assists, two steals. The guy is just really rounding out his game and is being able to really help out this team when they're hurt, I mean, they're down Hadley. They're down Ruffin. Yep. Uh, no KJ, too. Having guys like Luke. Uh, I think Ethan Wright had 11 points today, too. Having those guys step up, you're going to need that and much more tomorrow against the Bruins.
0: Ethan Wright had some, like, big boy plays. Oh, yeah. Get yeah. some threes early and then two big drives to the rim late. That was great to see. Question on Luke Bryan, though, is does he have the clutch gene? Because he might have it now. Yeah. This yeah. is now two, like, really big end-of-shot mm-hmm. clock, threes in high leverage moments.
1: No, yeah, because he's like the perfect Tad Boyle player where he will he will just get in the scrum. He will get the rebounds. He's exactly what Tad wants out there. But, yeah, you're starting to see him knock down these big shots. And uh, I don't know. Luke O'Brien is really coming to his own this year. He has thoroughly impressed me. And, yeah, when he... He was on the bench and then started kind of feeding into some more minutes here and there, got into the rotation more, and then had to step up in, into the starting role. And he just he hasn't missed a beat. He's just continually gotten better and better this season. Yeah, a double-double in the first round of the Pac-12 tournaments just, just shows his growth.
2: Early line for tomorrow, guys. UCLA minus 8, buffs plus 300 on the money line. Plus 300? Hmm. That's Feeling actually good about that's that? that's less than I thought. So. I wish,
0: yeah, I wish, I wish it was higher. I was thinking Buffs would be like plus four fifty.
2: Yeah, well, they have played UCLA tough both times.
1: And the one thing with UCLA is uh, one of their yes. star guards, Jalen Clark, just announced today uh, torn Achilles. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so he uh, he was Pac-12 Defensive Player of the Year. So that might I hate to see guys go down with injuries, but it also it might make scoring a bit easier tomorrow for uh, for the Buffs. So. That's just another thing. Maybe makes the line a little less than it would be.
0: It's tough to say this because he's had such a short leash. One guy we haven't mentioned who could be such a boost tomorrow and you know, certainly has the talent to play on the same court as UCLA is Quincy Allen. Mm-hmm. It just feels like Tad right now is like, all right, I'm going to give you one rotation, and if you fuck up, you're done. <laughs> <laughs> and both of the last two games he's gone out there he hasn't really made any impact he's had like a bad defensive rotation and then he's done but against ucla right that was the game that he kind of got his first minutes and hit a couple threes
1: uh i think it was the usc game okay Mm -hmm. there you go
0: Mm -hmm. um but like he could be such a boost especially for a team that just does not have enough shooting he's got a quick trigger if he could go out there tomorrow and make three threes, which I know is asking a lot. But, you know, that could be something that gives them a chance that changes that game.
2: I mean, we talked about how the Buffs have played defensively against UCLA these last two games. Uh, I think we're going to expect another kind of grinded out, low-scoring game. So, of course, points are going to come at a premium. If you get someone like Quincy Allen to give you two, three, maybe even more uh, three-point hits or just all-around field goals, uh, it's any boost. We'll take any boost that this team can get at this point. No, yeah, um, we,
1: uh, we talked about it during the game when Quincy was in and how he's not like the level of player uh, like Michael Porter Jr., but he, he kind of gives similar vibes of mm-hmm. just he's got that shoot first mentality, and I think if tomorrow you insert him into the lineup and he's kind of on one of his on days yep. and you get three made threes, like he's the type of guy that can get hot and just go on a streak of making threes and kind of be a difference maker for the buffs pulling out an upset tomorrow.
0: Yeah, I mean, he reminds me of, obviously, it's a light version, but that rookie Michael Porter Jr. Mm-hmm. for the Nuggets where it's just like you put him in there and he does things that you're like, wow. like, But they're not in the flow of the offense and you can't trust him to know where to go on defense on the other side. And like, I just remember the struggle that Michael Malone was having, which was like, how much can I really afford to play this guy? And I just know Tad is in that same spot where it's like, I want to play him. I want to see what he can do. Obviously, his upside is huge for us. But then all of a sudden you get into this like tight nitty gritty game like they're in today. And I know Tad's sitting there thinking like I can't play him because he's just gonna lose sight of his guy on defense. They're gonna get a backdoor layup or whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you know, that could change the game. So I think he's gonna get his opportunity tomorrow. We just need him to to come out hot and, and make an impact quickly.
2: Player of the game, are we all on Julian Hammond with this one?
0: I think it has to go yeah. to him
1: because yeah, with especially with KJ being out. It was Julian Hammond's time to step up, and he boy did he ever! Like twenty-one points, just like to be inserted into the starting lineup and put up a career high in the first round of the Pac-12 tournament. Like you, you can't ask for much more out of Julian Hammond. He he looks so solid today.
2: So yeah.
0: the other person who they desperately need a good performance from is Lawson Lovering. Yes, uh, and I'm. I'm hoping that Lawson still has another level that he can go to, um, but it's been disappointing just in terms of the hype that was built around him, which is not necessarily his fault. Right. Um, but, you know, it, it hasn't come to fruition. Uh, I think the speed of things is what he just hasn't been able to catch up yeah. to. That being said, when he is on, on, when he's at his best, we've seen him, you know, make some nice little jump hooks. We've seen him have some great contests at the rim. So it's like sort of the same thing with Tad where he's just like, man, I I have to have him out there because he gives us a different size mm-hmm. that we can't get with even close to with anyone else on the floor. But another guy who tomorrow, if the buffs are going to win, it needs to be one of those, like he's like four for four from the field, a couple blocks uh, and stays out of foul trouble.
2: I mean, it was kind of a typical loss in Levering game. He got into some little chippy moments. Mm-hmm. Um, Potential technical moments, but he did have nine points, went four or six from the field, also brought in five rebounds. Um, This is certainly not one of his worst performances this year, so I think you take it as they come along.
0: Yep. Yep. I'm excited for tomorrow. It's a, you know, they're in Vegas, they're playing with house money. Yes, they are. Um, Just go out there, leave it all on the floor. They, I mean, Will and I were talking this before the game. They don't really have a shot at going to the NIT, but a win like this could boost them. And a win like this. Gets you into the semifinals when you've knocked out, the, you know, the number one seed. So it it should be fun, and I, I think they'll go out there and they'll definitely play their hearts out. No, yeah,
1: like, I mean, you won today, so now what? You're only three games away from an automatic bid. Like you just you moved yourself one step closer <laughs> yeah. to even making March Madness. So and hence the name March Madness. It's March. Yep. Like no one's counting on you, and no one thinks you can go out and beat UCLA tomorrow. So why not just like go out and do it? No expectations. Just go go and have fun.
0: Absolutely.
2: Any final takeaways before we move on, gentlemen?
0: Nope. I don't think so. Tad Boyle pads the resume. Twelve and one, and the one loss doesn't count.
2: There you go. Yep. Sco buffs, baby. The Buffs will be playing UCLA tomorrow at one p.m. I believe this is also on the Pac-12 Network.
0: I quickly want to address what Jay said in the comments. He says, "DNVR buffs all CU sports." Just asking because I've only ever seen you cover football, but this is cool. Yeah, I mean. You know, we, we did a little on the women's team the other night mm-hmm. uh, when they were in the tournament. Um, we'll certainly, I assume, be talking a lot more basketball next year when yes. Cody Williams, who on three, who we like when they say what we want them to say and we don't <laughs> like when they say what we don't want them to say. Uh, we like them in this situation because they made Cody Williams the number one player in the country. I don't know if like CU fans have fully grasped that yet. Mm-hmm. The number one player in the country. That's what He's I, coming to Colorado to play basketball.
1: I texted Jake that yesterday that on campus next year, you will have the number one player in football from the 2022 class and the number one player from the 2023 class for basketball, both just walking around campus.
0: Yeah, and the number, at one point, the number two player in the 2023 football class.
2: Right. Yeah. It's
0: insane. Uh, and so once he gets here, I think it's going to change a lot. Uh, like I said, you need three, right? Well, if you just have Tristan, KJ and Cody, plus they have more recruits coming in. Maybe you get another one. Like, the story should be very different next year. This is the one thing that Tad Boyle has not yet had is, well, I shouldn't say he hasn't had it, but he got really unlucky when he did have it, which was Spencer Dinwiddie. It was like a player that is just capable of taking you to a Sweet 16 themselves. Mm-hmm. And like, that's usually what happens with these number one overall players. They go to a school, usually it's a bigger school, but like, an example would be like Ben Simmons going to LSU. And then they're just like really good that year. Uh, and that's the world that they could live in. Like, Tad Boyle hasn't gotten over that hump. Cody Williams could be the guy that gets him to the Sweet 16 and beyond next year. And, and probably should be that guy. Mm-hmm. Especially if he's going to live up to that billing.
2: And then mix in a senior, Tristan De Silva, a third-year KJ Simpson. I mean, things are coming up for the Buffs, man. Buff stonks are on the rise.
0: Yep, Hassan Diop. Yes, we'll see. I Hopefully think, Lawson takes a jump, too. I think you can too. say the, uh, the
1: prime effect might be seeping a little bit into the men's basketball team.
0: Well, it's funny because a lot of the comments on that on three posts ranking in number one were like, wow, the prime effect? And it's like, okay, let's give Tad a little credit (laughs) here. Cody committed to Colorado before Coach Prime. (laughs) It was before. But I think the Coach Prime effect could actually spill over into basketball. And and here is the very direct way it will. We talked about him today. Uh, Bobby Clintman, who couldn't get into Colorado last year because of the transfer rules, is at Wake right now tearing it up we would be having a totally different conversation we might be talking about colorado as a tournament team right now if he mm-hmm. gets in well coach prime comes in they immediately changed everything in the transfer world and now tad should be able to directly benefit from that if not uh you know just from the exposure you know who knows what famous basketball player's son is going to want to come to colorado to hang out with Shador and coach prime and everyone
1: or heck you even You saw Travis Hunter, uh, what, a couple months ago now, but when he went to the CU Rec Center and just...
2: That boy can ball. He
1: can ball. Like, just bring in a a multi-sport athlete. Why not bring in your own Deion Sanders? Have have him play some football basketball. Obviously, I'm kidding. You can't really do that in today's day and age. But, hey, maybe uh, (laughs) Colorado's becoming a pretty fun destination. So, yep, I was going to say,
2: Drew Carter's still on the roster. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I'm still blown away by the bounce from Travis Hunter.
2: It's, in per- it's super he impressive. Got yeah. uh, he's got bunnies for sure. We'll talk about Coach Prime on the Pivot Podcast, but first, shout out to our friends at Jive Hive, the virtual dispensary on wheels that will deliver to you wherever you are uh, in Aurora, Greenwood Village, Monument, Fountain, and various areas of El Paso County. They do not have any brick and mortar stores, so that means low overhead, meaning lower prices for you guys. As I said, they can deliver to wherever you are, to your job, to your home. Uh, just visit JiveHive.com. That's J I V E H Y V E.com and get your order delivered the same day or scheduled delivery window. We'll be there to say hi. Head on over to JiveHive.com and enter your address to find out if JiveHive can deliver to your door. That's J I V E H Y V E.com. Don't drive JiveHive. And then shout out to our presenting sponsor, Illegal Pete's. Right now, Illegal Pete's has a great deal going on uh, for the month of March. You can donate by drinking at Illegal Pete's. It's as easy as that. Uh, with every... Sorry. or oh, they're teaming up with Tito's. It's for every vodka fresh press sold this month. They'll be donating $1 to youth on record. Um, visit any of their 10 Colorado locations, order a Tito's fresh press, and know that your money is going to support Colorado's next big star. Illegal Pete's is it your go-to spot for burritos buddies and beers oh definitely
1: like being up at boulder right on the hill it is definitely a go-to yes sir and there it is that
0: location is always packed yeah I tried to go there after a football game this year and like the line was out the door
2: Mm -hmm. the pivot podcast yes coach prime on another one and uh I have to say it was another banger man just getting any insight into this guy's mind how he operates is always a treat where do you want to start Ryan
0: I want to start here. If you allow him to cook, that man can cook. Yeah, <laughs> like, and I think that's legitimately a thing. Like, when he sits down and he's talking for an hour straight, it's just like too many opportunities. He's he's just gonna eventually produce flames. Uh, and, and he did several times in this podcast. Um, but the one that's on my mind was actually just brought up in the comments. Um, it was Channing Crowder who said to him. Something along the lines of like, yeah, like you came in and you were disrespectful to those players. Yeah. Coach Prime immediately stopped him in his track mm-hmm. and he said, no, it was not disrespectful. Uh, it was real. I was being real with those players. And and I think like he truly means that when he says it. He was being real with them. Uh, and, and I don't think it was disrespectful. I know a lot of people around the country took issue with it. Um, like damn near every other thing coach prime does yes. uh but it was real and he never said you all suck leave he never said none of you can play get out right he said the standard's about to change there's some really good players coming in uh and if you don't like it and, and you can't live up to the standard here then you should leave
2: It was the difference between disrespect and honesty because that's what coach prime was he was honest in those moments i mean uh channing brought up the uh you know the bringing in the louis luggage that line and everything and how that's kind of perceived just outside of the program um and coach prime was like well look i'm being honest like guys like travis hunter committed to me i mean of course i was at jackson state but he was wanting to learn from me Um, And that's just, I think, the difference that a lot of these people are missing out is that Coach Prime built built that program, and he's going to bring his players that he brought in to help heighten it.
0: 100%. And then you add in the fact, like I said, if you let him cook, he's going to cook. That line is now synonymous with Colorado football. Mm -hmm. And you've literally seen it in well-off videos. There's like a woman carrying like a Louis purse when Coach Braumwag's like, she's like, look, I got my Louis. That's a branding moment. That's marketing. That's Everyone now associates Louis Vuitton, which is like one of the the highest designer brands with Colorado football. You realize the value of that? Mm -hmm. Like we would have been talking about like... uh, What's like Jan, like Jansen backpacks or whatever those are? Jansports, Jansports, <laughs> Jansport. we used to be Jansport, Sport. Yes. now we're Louis Like, that's the Coach Prime effect.
2: He also had a great quote I don't dream when I'm asleep, I dream when I'm wide awake. That's the
0: difference, man. Incredible,
2: he's uh, he's pretty amazing. Um, he talked about his sons. You, you, uh, did you mention the Shador part yet?
0: No, that was really good, though. Okay,
2: um, we'll get we'll have you get to that, but first, he was talking about Shiloh and uh. Or the SWAC title game last year, how he treats his sons just like every other player. Shiloh was late to a meeting before that SWAC title game. Uh, he told him literally get out of the room, and then Shiloh didn't play. Man, what's and wild
0: is he was early. Yes, technically but early, early is late.
2: Yes, exactly. That's
0: uh, I mean, and that is an insane standard. But you, when you're Coach Prime, you can hold people to that standard, mm-hmm. and no one questions it. You know, if Carl Durrell was trying to hold people to that standard, I think there would be a lot more <laughs> dissent within the players. And, you know, you talk about, like, losing the locker room. And, like, stuff like that can go really wrong when you don't necessarily have the cachet to hold that upon people. But when you set a standard like that and you hold everyone to that standard, you know, the uh, fo- college football coaches love to say the standard is the standard. mm mm-hmm. And when you set that, that's what it becomes. And so if the meeting's at 7 and Coach Prime says, well, really that means you should be in your seat by 6.45, then you just, like, you become wired that way. Yep. It doesn't become weird or different anymore. You're just, okay, well, i got to be there at 6.45. Like, you just essentially have to change your brain to think the meeting is at 6.45, not at 7. Right. Um, and, you know, essentially, as long as you don't let anyone get away with it, then that becomes normal, and you know, then you get what you want from everyone. Um, let's... Just to double down on that, uh-huh. he talks about this stuff a lot. Yes. He has these very serious rules, no phones, no earrings, no hoodies, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, and that would have been an opportunity for him to slip. I mean, we're talking about the SWAC championship game, not just you know, I- you know, anyone on, in week three. And I'm sure internally, he didn't want to bench Shiloh. Mm-hmm. Um, but he knows that you, ha- you cannot play favorites. And a lot of coaches do. Uh, and if you talk to football players, they'll say, you know, essentially, Russell Wilson does get an offense because he's the quarterback. Right. right, yeah. But you also see the problems that were caused in the Broncos locker room over the fact that Russell Wilson wasn't one of the guys. So as soon as you give your son preferential treatment, they're no longer one of the guys, right? Mm-hmm. They're in this different yeah. category, and it's it's not good for you, it's not good for them, and it's not good for the team. So that should tell the players at Colorado everything they need to know is there are no favorites. The standard is the standard. You either meet it or you're out.
2: We got more uh, Coach Prime admiration for RG, our guy Rick George, too. I thought that was super interesting. He talked about how he went and, like, went and got Coach Prime, how he treated Coach Prime different than other ADs in terms of a want to and need to bring him to Colorado, shared his vision for Colorado. I mean, we've talked about this a ton, um, but I just think it stands out just how much he loves this man.
0: What do you think, Will?
1: Yeah, I mean, I that entire time I kept going back to the like you were being disrespectful to those players thing. And it's just, I also disagree with that. It's a level of he wants their respect. And in do, if, if the players will give him respect, he will respect them because like coach prime has said, it, he doesn't want to go to the pros. He wants, he wants to coach college kids to help make young men better. And so I think that's where he needs respect from them so that he can then make them better. Because if there's just not discipline, and there are just these long leashes here and there, it's it's gonna become a Carl Durrell run organization <laughs> where you go one and eleven. And so I just times are changing and I, I feel like you you just have to like you're saying, you just have to respect it's Coach Prime. You gotta respect his word and his authority because he's that guy and he he is the Louie.
0: And he gets because he's Coach Prime, he gets more opportunity to do this stuff. And I love. I think one of the things that's making him a great coach is he's taking every ounce of it. Mm-hmm. Like, when you decide to play for Coach Prime, you're not expecting some easy experience. And that is like a self-fulfilling prophecy for him because then he gets players that he knows are not coming here to be babied. They're coming here to be coached. And Mm -hmm. and like he loves to say, turned into men. Yep. And that makes your life easier because the less guys that you get that don't want to, you know, that don't want to be great, that don't want to be coached, the better off you are. And the more guys you end up with like like that, that you say, oh, well, he threw for 50 touchdowns or he caught, you know, 30 touchdowns in high school. He may have a, you know, a lot of off the field. And his coaches say he doesn't like to work hard, but I can fix him. You're – you know, uh, what's th- was it Coach Prime, or I forget who said, if you make one exception, you end up with a roster of exceptions. As soon as you start making up exceptions, oh, well, we can make an exception for this guy because mm-hmm. he's 6'4", and he jumps out of the gym right. or whatever. That's when you end up with a roster full of ex- exceptions. So by setting his standard and enforcing it so staunchly, he, is, he, he puts himself in a position where the guys that can't handle that won't come here. And that is actually a good thing for yeah, him, even for sure. if you miss out on a couple talented players. Same is true for the NIL stuff. You know, uh, like I, I, I've said on this show before, I've kind of heard behind closed doors what his true stance is on NIL, and, and he touched on it a little bit in this podcast, but it's essentially you can't have this guy making a million dollars and this guy who's beating him on the field making nothing because he's a walk-on, and you gave a million dollars to this kid because he was great in high school, but he can't cut it on the field gear. All of a sudden, there creates all these imbalances in your locker room. So he, again, he takes a very hard stance on this, says, I don't make exceptions for anyone. Here's what we do for NIL. Obviously, you can go out and make all the money you want selling cars or whatever it may be, but we're not. I'm not going to show preferential treatment by how much money I'm giving to players to come here via a collective or whatever yep. because then all of a sudden your locker room dynamics are all messed up and guys think that they're above the rules or they're above their, their you know, fellow teammates. And we've seen it even just with what he asked them to wear to a workout. Like, mm-hmm. no one is different here. Everyone is on the same plane. And again, that prevents him from getting a guy who's going to transfer out because he's upset with the way his NIL thing shook out, like every player at Texas A&M.
1: Yeah, I feel like it, you can go back to his opening presser and I'm, I'm obviously paraphrasing here, but when he told Shador to stand up, and then he's like that, he said like, that's your, that's QB1, your quarterback, yeah. that's your quarterback, but then he's like, but he's going to have to earn it or something. It's like, that's his son, but he's like, it, it, he's still just a football player on this roster, and he's going to have to become the QB1. And good, so.
0: The good news for Coach Prime is he will earn it. Yes, yeah. he will. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I think that, that's what he said. You know, how do you fight back on the accusations of nepotism? He's yes. Like, Put on the tape. Mm-hmm. That's how I fight back. Yep, Like, if you don't think Shador should be starting, you're out your damn mind. You don't know for for sure. football. Yeah, yeah exactly. Um, but I want to go back to the Rick George thing. Though. Yeah. Um, it is so interesting hearing him, him talk about Rick George and just how much he made an impact on this. Mm-hmm. And I think what I realized is Rick George recruited Coach Prime. He did. Uh, that's not how this normally works. No. No. A lot of times you tell a coach you're interested in and essentially you're saying, like, we are interested in interviewing you to give you an opportunity to potentially become the coach. And there's a chance that other schools have tried that with Coach Prime. And I think Rick George realized, like, you don't tell Coach Prime, hey, we'd like to we'd like to interview you for a chance to to be our head coach. Mm-hmm. You tell Coach Prime. I need to do everything I can in my power to get this program back to what it was. And I love that he said, like, how much he loves Colorado and how no matter what, when he leaves here, whenever, he, whenever that may be, he wants to leave it in a good spot. And he said, like, that's, that's the last thing. if that's the last thing I do, that's what I want to do, and you're the guy to do it. Not do you want to interview for the job. Like, I need you to come do this because you're the, you're the only one who can do it.
2: Right. It's like you said, I mean, Rick George essentially recruited him, whereas a lot of other ADs at other schools are maybe more trying to sell their school to Coach Prime, you know, being like, hey, this is what we have here. You can come here and do this. Rick George had his whole plan laid out, and that's what Coach Prime talked about in this uh, podcast. And then the interesting part, too, is Coach Prime came back and said, not only did Rick George have his plans, I had my plans laid out also. And I don't think, well, he what coach prime was kind of saying is i don't think our rick george was really expecting me to have this much homework really done on this university but if i'm gonna go do the thing i'm gonna do the thing
0: i'm excited i'm hoping one day that we were able to get rick george on the show yes and that's that would be one of my first questions for him was like when coach prime laid out his plan for how he's gonna fix colorado is that when you like started to get the butterflies like <laughs> oh my god we might actually get yeah. it? because i assume that's what it was like sure. Rick george is courting and, courting and courting and courting and courting and then coach prime's like oh yeah i know I have a plan. I Mm -hmm. already know about your facilities and this and that. It's like, oh, shit. He's actually interested. Oh, he actually cares. (laughs) Yeah.
2: (laughs) Um, Shador. They call him grown for a reason, Ryan.
0: Yeah, well, I wanted to actually talk about the part in there when Coach Prime was out. And essentially, Shador, as Coach Prime explained, it was like 74% completions when he was there, and then all of a sudden, it's 72, 70, 68. Um, and Shador, who, this is why it's so interesting to me, because when you see their like dynamic between the two of them, it's this father son, you know, it's not quite Shiloh and Coach Prime where they're like giving each other shit all the time, but like Shador definitely like uh, has his own swagger about him and isn't like, oh, almighty father, Coach Prime. Right. Like, <laughs> what should I do here? But in that moment, when Coach Prime was gone, which he had never not been there for any of Shador's games in his entire life, not been the coach or a coach. um, Shador goes to Coach Prime. First of all, he's visiting him every single day in the hospital. And one day, he just says like, I need you. And like knowing what we know about Shador and the confidence that he has, the impact of him telling Coach Prime, I need you, just had to have been immense. Mm -hmm. Like, I just don't know if shador has ever said that to anyone ever other than coach prime in that moment uh and you know i I think he almost got emotional when he was telling that story on the pivot just because it's like that is he prides himself so much on being there for his kids and being you know uh there every step of the way no matter what it is uh that him walking in there he was like okay i gotta figure out a way to get on the field and obviously you know he does and Shador gets back to being Shador.
2: Well, it got really deep because Coach Prime was talking about his childhood, how his mom was always working, how his dad, stepdad, were kind of always in and out, and how he never really had that, how they weren't always there at his games and stuff, and how he kind of had to grow up himself and develop his personality just kind of around that, only really relying on himself in these instances. But now he's got a son that comes to him and says to him in the hospital bed, I need you, like... It's powerful, man.
0: Yeah, very powerful. I'd, li- I'd love to talk to Shador about that moment, yes, too. Yes,
2: we will at some point. Will, any uh, analysis on Shador and Coach Prime's relationship?
1: No, just that it's its special. Um, it, it totally goes far beyond just a coach and a quarterback, but when you then bring it back to the football field and it is the coach and quarterback, having just as strong of a connection as you see between the two, it just makes me like that much more excited for This upcoming season.
0: Yeah. And and I mean, I feel like I've seen this a lot with athletes and their children. Usually there's one that has that like extra little thing that's closer to their parent. Mm -hmm. And while all of Coach Prime's kids, you know, have what makes them special, what makes Shador special is he has the Coach Prime drive. And work ethic, mm-hmm. and you know that is what's going to make him, you know, an NFL quarterback soon. Is that he just the competitiveness, the drive, all of that stuff, the fire to be great, the desire to be great. It's why he, Coach Prime, has said in other interviews, as someone just pointed out, like I've spent more time with Shador than any other of my kids because Shador wants to to absorb any and everything he can from his dad because he knows that his dad has done everything that he wants to do. He you know, succeeded in the NFL at the highest level, become a Hall of Famer, succeeded at college, all of that stuff like he's done it and he just wants to take anything and everything he can. Mm-hmm. And that's why, you know, I think those two have such a close and special relationship.
2: Anything else from the Pivot podcast?
0: Hmm, was there anything in the comments that people pointed out? There's so much to digest over an hour of that.
2: RK was cooking, though. You've been cooking, man. <laughs>
0: Thanks. Well, all uh, I mean, it was a buffs win. Yes, there you up. go.
2: <laughs> PD swag, we, we have your package. We'll be taking care of that uh, as soon as we're done with this oh, podcast. Yes. Um, all right, then. Comment section. It's your favorite time of the week. Shout out to Roman. Roman is a digital health clinic for men <laughs> addressing a variety of sexual health needs and offering genuine medication that helps guys with low T or ED. Uh, In men with low T, getting testosterone levels back to normal can help increase your libido. And Roman offers a testosterone test, which includes lab processing that is appropriate for you. They will deliver straight to your door. As I mentioned, they are a digital health clinic. So no waiting rooms, no hassle. It's a straightforward digital experience from the comfort of your home. Uh, All the medication and testing is delivered directly to you with free two-day shipping to learn more. About how you can achieve your personal sexual health goals, go to ro.co/dmvr to get twenty percent off your entire first order. That's ro.co/dmvr. <laughs> Look comments at the comments; going they're going crazy. <laughs> they love it. Uh. There you go. Shout out to (laughs) Roman. (laughs) And then also shout out to our friends at Box and Shanker. They're always here. If you need help and have been winning money for Colorado families for more than 25 years, no upfront fees to speak with them, no upfront fees while they work on your case, and no upfront fees unless they win your case and win money for you. They're now serving all of Colorado, including neighborhood offices in Denver, Aurora, Inglewood, and Fort Collins. The Jake,
0: they want to hear your smooth jazz voice <laughs> when you do the Roman read.
2: Okay, next Wednesday. <laughs> you know what's coming.
0: Can we get but, some music queued up for there that? There you too? go. Some smooth and jazz. Bass a little, yeah. you know. Dim the lights a little bit. Yeah. There you go. We're going to bring it down.
2: <laughs> Set the mood. <laughs> Box and Shaker helps with all kinds of injury cases where you weren't at fault car accidents, motorcycle, rideshare, pedestrians, trucks, and can even help if you're injured at work. Hit them at the Shador line 222 Find out if you have a case for free. Box and Shanker wins, and then shout out to our friends at DraftKings Sportsbook. What?
0: I was just say oh. that shows you the advertising on on DNVR works. Big teasy said the number before you even said it.
2: There you go. Absolutely love it. Uh, <laughs> it's, such, it's such a good phone number. It's fantastic. It's perfect. Yeah. Uh, Ryan. Did you win some money on DraftKings Sports, but betting on the Buffs? I
0: certainly did, yes. Uh, I also had a insane same-game parlay yes. that I hit last you, night. Will did, too. Yes. Well, yes. I
1: thought mine was cool, and then I talked to <laughs> I Ryan, and I was like, okay. Well. I
0: shouldn't have done that to him. I really just one-upped him <laughs> yeah. right, right there. But we pretty much had the same, we, we same had the game. We same
1: parlay. You just kept
0: going. Yeah, well, it was a free bet. Okay. So I was like, I might as well just get crazy yeah. with it. Uh, I had... <laughs> abs to win by three or more, Miko Rantanen anytime goal scorer, Nathan McKinnon anytime goal scorer, Abs to win the third period, and Abs to win in a shutout, which literally created the biggest sweat fest of 20 minutes I've ever went through. Abs were up 6-0 going into the third period. The game was over. Everything else had hit in this, and I was just like, please don't give up a goal. Please don't give up a goal. Every single time it was in the defensive zone, I was just dying, but it came through.
1: I mean, the, it was a great game, though, because they only gave up like... 13 shots or something. Like
0: yep. you, yeah. I mean the buffs were minus 150 today. I knew Pac- or, uh, Tad was the goat of the first round, so I was like, oh, I'm just going to. Can't fade it. him in the first yep. round. Exactly. Yep. What are you laughing at? <laughs>
2: the comments are killing me right now, <laughs> man. <laughs> Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Sign up with code DMVR. New customers can bet $5 and get $200 in bonus bets instantly. Only at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA with code DMBR. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See <laughs> show notes for details. And if you have a gambling problem, call mine at 522 4700 The Buffs, plus Our comments eight section tomorrow.
0: When they get hot, I don't think that They're anyone amazing. can match them in the whole All City family. They're oh. amazing, man. Uh, Robert's comment is
1: just great. <laughs>
0: There's so many good ones in there. Um, okay, I have to hit on a housekeeping note here because Go Jay in the comments has been pushing us hard to get guests. Which part of me appreciates. Part of me, I'm like, hey, bro, it's harder than you think to get guests. Um, But he said we need to hire a booker. So, Jay, are you offering your services? (laughs) There you go. Uh, Because, you know, we can talk. Um, That being said, we have booked a guest Mm -hmm. for next week. We won't reveal it quite yet, but uh, next Thursday, right? I believe so, yes. Next Thursday, uh, exciting guests. So we're working on more. But I, I appreciate Jay pushing us. Mm-hmm. Just know that it's not that easy. Like he's saying we should get Spencer Hall. Spencer Hall is like one of the – he goes on SVP. I know, yeah. Like it's not that easy for us to get Spencer Hall. Now right. we can try, yep. and we will.
2: We but, will, eventually. And I would love
0: to have Spencer Hall. I think he's actually a big fan of like Colorado, the state in mm-hmm. general.
2: And he's an F1 fan. There you go. There you go. Can't wait. Uh, yeah, stay tuned. We'll have a lot more guests as we move through this offseason. And, of course, we'll have plenty of spring game con- content coming for you guys too question time let's do it who's first today Alyssa? let's get to 200 likes guys there you go at 144 oh yes,
0: yes. we did we are going to uh unbox it after the show
2: there you go stay tuned uh next question from james who are your top three guests you would like to get on the show hmm. uh, i'm dying Prime to get is number one yes i'm dying to get joel clatt on the show though. Ooh. Ooh, that would be a good one
0: Joe Cloud, I think we have a good chance of. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think we have a good chance of. We could yeah. Is, Rick, we'll
1: is Rich Rick George one or
0: Rick George could be Maybe. yeah. He, he could be up there. He's for up there sure. for sure. Um and I want to nerd out with Sean Lewis so bad. Yes. And just like nerd out on offense. I just want to let him cook mm-hmm. and just talk about offense.
2: Yeah, I want to show him my film room and ask him if I'm actually like
0: on <laughs> it with the with the play
2: breakdowns and stuff. So you'd you, you'd be
0: surprised. Moment. I bet you'd be like, "Oh yeah, I saw this."
2: Hopefully, um, I'd throw Andre Hart in there too. Oh yeah, I, I mean, just think he'd be it'd be a banger front to back.
0: Yes, absolutely.
2: Do you have a guest, Will? Whew.
0: I. Uh,
1: it's like maybe not the most realistic, but let's just toss it. I love Travis Hunter on here. Yes. he oh, yes. is a great interviewer, and like when he's taking over little videos just in the locker room, like he's so funny. So I'd love to have him on.
0: He's we like have, all personality, mm-hmm. which I
1: just I want to let. Yeah, we just have let a Travis Hunter yeah.
2: fishing vlog up on his uh, YouTube page.
0: Wow. We're, yes. You, stu- you still a... gotta go fishing. Oh, we're man. we're that was one of
2: your. We're like going like fishing yes. with 20 him. Twenty things. This is it's gonna happen. Yeah. We
0: gotta go fishing with Travis. <laughs> we'll make it. Happen. Uh, where was he in Colorado? I believe so. so. He was like out there in the snow and ice. Fishing? I,
2: I literally just saw the video and was like, I've got so much other stuff to watch. I can't put <laughs> this on, even though I really wanted to watch it. Uh, Rob J. Yes. Rob oh, J. Yeah. will come back at some point for sure. I'm sure. Oh, yeah.
0: In Denver Live. That's, yes. That's gold
2: <laughs> For sure. Next question. Key Stewart. What is CU basketball national ranking? Uh, recruiting
0: ranking? No, I'm, I'm assuming. Oh, uh, Ken like- Palm? Ken- oh, let my guy cook real quick. Uh, what's I, the other what's the ranking that replaced RPI? The net. The net, yeah. Where are so we at the net?
1: Ken Pom. I like Ken Pom because it goes into like the nerdy efficiencies, and we're fifty-seventh on Ken Pom. Oh, that's not bad. We got the hundred and fortieth best offense, not that good, but seventeenth best
0: defense. It yep. is a tad boyle run team. Certainly is. So yeah, f- and that's why Tad just needs shooters. hmm Because he'll always get them to buy in on defense and rebounding. But there's been so many years where there's a gap. Uh, In the offense, and it all comes down to just not having three point shooters.
1: Yeah, and so that was Ken Palm, and that's, I like looking at that, but that's just for like fun stats. The net rankings are the ones that kind of matter because they are like in line with the NCAA. The NCAA puts these out, and the buffs are currently 72 in the net. So they are great. They're a long shot. They're like, there's no way of making it as an at large for March Madness, but. One today, so they, uh, they're still live to take home the Pac-12 bid. All yeah. right.
0: Yeah.
2: There you go. They have the 18th-ranked recruiting class for this year, too.
1: Five-star helps. That's fire. No, Plus. yeah, it's Cody Williams, but it's not just him. You got Asan yep. Diop, too. Yep.
2: yep. You got another guard and Courtney Anderson Courtney coming Anderson, in, too.
1: Courtney Anderson,
2: yep. Next question from Angela. She is back. Jake and RK, what do you all make of ESPN pushing for a Pac-12 ACC merger? Let's go. I'm for it, man. You are? Really? Yes. Really? Wow. Yes. Wow. I think it'd be amazing. I think you, if that happens, you're kind, you're much closer to the Big Ten or SEC in terms of tier standards than you would be even going to the Big Twelve.
0: I would definitely love the Colorado Florida State rivalry. Yes, because Just Florida State that. fans oh are so butt hurt all the time, and they they get even more upset anytime it involves Coach Prime. Uh, and so it's kind of weird that they're like hating one of their best players of all time um, but they have no like concept of anything other than like what's happening with Florida State right now mm-hmm. uh, that would be fun yes but I'm for it traveling to Florida and like North Carolina and all this stuff Pitt? all year round <laughs> it might work for football in the other sports that would give me a disaster like, Imagine think
1: about like uh, the like, Washington to Miami trip that is you, in the continental U.S. You can't really go much further. <laughs> no, you can't.
0: and like it's not just football that has to do that. It's like women's mm-hmm. basketball and soccer that are like having to make these trips. Mm-hmm. I have a hard time believing that would be sustainable. Yeah, unless it's a football only collaboration, which which is maybe worth a conversation. I think yeah, it might
2: have to lean towards that. I mean, the ACC is in a bit of a pickle too. They have a deal going through twenty thirty six. So I think if Mm, they had a a way to get out of that and try and at least maneuver around it, yeah, I think they'd be for it. Eric with the question. uh, Jake, what do we think if the basketball team continues to get better, more top-tier recruits, that it will be a factor for Prime staying at CU? Um, I don't think it has any impact. Yeah, I don't think so. If anything, the women's side would. It would be about Shelemai.
0: I I think Hmm. it's the other way around. Coach Prime staying at CU will have a – Yes. Slight but tangible effect on on all athletics on campus. Mm
1: -hmm. I mean, you see it just in the basketball games that Prime's come to. He walks in and he gets standing ovations. Yes.
2: Yeah, the vibes take a a massive increase (laughs) when (laughs) Coach Prime enters the building. Uh, We have a super chat from EJ. Jake Travis is going to play both ways. Coach Prime is being smart, getting him help from T.O., so when he does play offense, he is sharp and has a total package to maximize his offensive attempts. Yeah. I mean, he's got to pick one at some point, though.
0: I Yeah, because you can't play both ways in the NFL, at yes. least not a lot. Right. Um, I remember, like, Champ Bailey, obviously Coach Prime. Yep. Did it, I mean, but we're talking about you could count on one hand how many times a game this stuff is happening. Mm-hmm. I think we need like I, didn't, I don't. We didn't get a lot of support uh, in the comments no. for what we said yesterday <laughs> no, we about about uh, Travis <laughs> moving to offense. I feel like we need like a bet because Ooh. we're on opposite sides here. I, I, I meaning you and I, yeah. And the comments, we need some sort of bet between us and them about where Travis plays more this season.
2: Mm-hmm. Do we need a bet before the spring game?
0: That, that would certainly swing the odds. I've got
1: I've got a good uh, wager. Let's All hear right. if the chat is right then jake has to grow his hair out without a hat No,
0: jake can't wear a hat for like a month yeah. oh no <laughs> <laughs> all right
2: <laughs> i'd take well, that if we're
0: right then what
2: um if we're right we never have to hear we're wrong from the comments again about travis <laughs> <laughs> travis hunter <laughs> yeah shout out to the homie champ bailey sean amen uh jabriel says any updates well, Sean's
0: from georgia which georgia I believe yeah. is where champ is from originally. went to school yeah, yeah.
2: Jabriel says, any updates on the meeting and what happened this morning with the Pac-12? No, sir. Um, and I don't think we, I think you mentioned this yesterday, actually, but George Kolovkov canceled his yearly Pac-12 tournament press conference. Um,
0: they don't want to, the, I just know he's telling his PR or whatever, like, why would I talk when I have nothing to say? They're yeah. going to ask me 50 questions about media rights and I don't have any answers for them. Yep. Yep.
2: Um, stay tuned. Maybe soon. I wish I could tell you when, but soon. RK, what are your birthday plans?
0: Uh, Same as every year. Sushi dinner. Nice. Ooh. It's pretty much what I always just mark down. Uh, going with some family and friends to Sushi Den, mm. which mm. is the best Denver has to offer. Um, so excited about that. And then, I, I don't know. I I wanted to do something cool this weekend, but like swing? most things in my life, I didn't plan it. You're planning so in upcoming Buff win though? A Buffs win tomorrow would be huge. That would be, That'd be uh, a great way that to would celebrate. Be a great gift. Yes.
2: Um, from PD Swag, if you could go on the road to watch CU play football against any school, where would you want to go and why?
0: I've been to a lot of places watching Colorado play football. The thing I've yet to do is any SEC school. Um, so it would probably be Bryant-Denny or going to Georgia. Uh, I've heard amazing things about Ole Miss and the, the game day mm-hmm. atmosphere they have there. So that's kind of one of the ones that I just haven't, like I've been to the big house watching the Buffs. Um, you know, I've been, I don't know, I've been lots of places, but no uh, no SEC schools yet.
2: I'd throw Florida State out there mm. just because I know it'd be just such an entertaining environment.
0: Buffs played at Florida State, I don't know, 10 years ago or so. How to go. Not great. <laughs> but we also had them at home, and that one was a little bit better.
2: Let's get him back. Gotta. That should be a home and home.
0: Here's we also team. played at, we did a home and home with Georgia. We beat him at home. Ooh. Ooh. Yep.
1: AJ Green kind of went off that game, but he did. Buffs got the win. He
0: had, he had a catch that is still played on like just random college football highlight reels. Yeah. Just one-handed mossing in the back of the end zone.
2: Mm-hmm. Uh Will. Oh.
1: I think. I was thinking about this, and there's a ton of places I'd want to go, but I it'd have to be like perfectly set up where the buffs are the team going in that week. But I'd love to go to Happy Valley for the Penn State Whiteout game, oh, and the wow. buffs are the Whiteout. Super, like it'll never happen. Yeah, but I I don't know. I just I watch the Penn State Whiteout games on TV, and I'm like that that is a college football environment. I just need to check out, and it'd be cool if the buffs are. Somehow
2: in it one day, but yep. What Texas again would be cool. Florida State is the one I okay. said, but all right. Um, I don't know, I so think many I'd options. Go to Florida, the swamp would be sick mm, too. Yeah, I mean, a game against Clemson, just going to Death Valley Ooh, would be cool. Death Valley, Death be Valley, Valley be cool. at LSU would be cool too. Yeah, LSU. I've heard incredible things about the tailgate. The place is called Death Valley.
1: It's probably a good
2: football <laughs> environment. <laughs> yes. Um, we're at 178 likes, guys. 22 more and we hit 200. Let's get that done. Question from TV. What do you think about Tyron Taylor joining the show as YouTube videos have been taken off? Word. Um, yeah. <laughs> there's so many YouTube channels. I, I can't like, believe I, everyone has a YouTube channel. It's now. wild. I can't keep up. I literally can't. Um, there's we too many. We need
0: someone to make, like, a sizzle reel. Yes. Let's go through everyone's, like, we can keep up with Well Off. Yeah. The pregame show maybe a few other ones reach the people
2: mm-hmm. travis
0: yeah but we need someone to just like go take the highlights of everyone else's and send them to us
2: that'd be a fire segment though like best of the week from youtube at it the would. every friday that would or something be. huh
0: if only we had like an intern or something who hmm,
2: could do this yeah, <laughs> <laughs> um Javriel with another question i need the hoodie that will is wearing um
0: it's actually not a hoodie. Break the He's news. Cool yeah,
1: so I'm kind of being a poser. It's a shirt that I am putting over a hoodie. I don't think that's a poser. <laughs> that's like a, that's yeah. a vibe these no, days. No, I mean, yeah. it's nice for winter. Like I don't know if I'd do like a white shirt with a black hoodie, but black hoodie yeah, with yeah. black shirt works because it just kind of blends, blends yeah. into this. But Everyone, yeah.
0: including me, thought it was a hoodie. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So yeah,
1: it's just like a basic black hoodie. And then the shirt, I wish I could put people onto it, but my friends got it for me at a vintage shop yeah. in Boulder.
0: So...
2: You just Don't like ever
0: put anyone onto your swag, bro. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the, the, the
2: Under lock and key.
0: <laughs> that's actually why I started rocking vintage. I was like, I want to get one of one items that no one else can
2: mm-hmm. jack. I think I, uh, I was scrolling on Instagram one day and I saw like a Jordan Tyson vintage shirt.
0: Did I tell you about wow. that? Huh. No.
2: Yeah. That's interesting. I'll have to dig that up for you. <laughs> Is that it? We need nine more. Nine more likes. Come on, we talking uh, Buffs basketball again tomorrow?
0: Hopefully. Yeah. Well, I mean, we'll definitely be uh, we'll be discussing what happened in the game, regardless. Yes. But hopefully, we're leading with it because they won again. There you go. Those are the rules. You got to win to be in the first segment.
2: <laughs> Love it. Um, while we still have you guys here, make sure you also check out the DMVR Buffs podcast on Apple Podcasts and at Spotify. We've really been appreciating all your reviews, all your five star reviews, all the kind words. Let's keep on going though. We're only at four point six on Apple Music or Apple Podcasts. Yep, feel like being uh, held
0: down by previous versions of the show.
2: Yes, exactly. Let's get that bumped up. All right, guys. We'll see you guys tomorrow. Only one ninety four. Damn, tough day. Ninety five. Yep, tough Holy. day. PD Swag, stay tuned. We'll get to your gift. Talk to you guys tomorrow. Skull buffs. Skull Skull buffs. buffs.